Good morning, and welcome to the 21st episode of Grow Facts Experiences. 21. 21 is normally the number that we set for new actions to create them into habits. And being able to say that we reached 21 Grow Facts Experiences is quite a wonderful experience because we are creating something that allows us to share knowledge with those entrepreneurs, with those leaders that are willing to put themselves out there to create something more beautiful, something that will help their communities, help their families, help their teams to achieve their dream visions. Now, with this episode, the 21st, we also had a wonderful experience, experience and we also have the honor to interview David Meltzer. David Meltzer, the host, co-host of programs like the Office Hours, The Playbook, more than 500 episodes, 24 years of sharing knowledge with entrepreneurs and leaders around the world. I'm very hum humble to um, and grateful to have this opportunity to share with you today this interview with David Meltzer, and I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Thank you for following us with Growfax Experiences, and please share in your comments if you have any questions or any insights that you would like to share with us on how we can reach you and help more. Thank you and enjoy. Welcome to an exciting episode from Grow Facts Experiences. Today I'm thrilled and honored to have our special guest, David Meltzer. Hi, David, how are you? I am terrific. Thank you so much, Juan Carlos, for having me to share in the aggregation compounding of exponential outcomes and most importantly, how to help people grow. Thank you, sir. Thank you, David. Indeed, it, uh, as every moment of this interview is greatly appreciated, I would like to start by asking you one question that it was in my mind all this week. I was wondering, David, what is one of the hardest challenges that you had to overcome in your life? And what was the biggest lesson from that experience? The biggest challenge in my life has been uh, an energetic and genetic inheritance of lying to myself and therefore lying to others. Uh, what has helped me tremendously over the last 17 years is self-awareness and uh, the pursuit of the truth of my potential. And congruent in there is understanding through gratitude and forgiveness and accountability, the truth that I perceive and that I live by. And so uh, many lessons and millions of dollars have been wasted because I have not been honest with myself. I've lived below the line in blame, shame, and justification, like many other people, overselling, back-end selling, lying, manipulating, and cheating, not just others, but myself. And over the last 17 years, I've utilized a philosophy, a perspective of enjoying the consistent every day persistent without quit pursuit of my truth and i thank you you know i thank you because i i, I'm, I follow the playbook i follow working hours and it's wonderful to hear of these lessons from you and from teams that in your show uh talking about that ex those experiences david in the last five years what what new belief what new habit have you discovered that has improved deeply your life as well. And how did you discover it? Yeah. 
That's a great question. Well, for me, it's actually my source of faith. The biggest paradigm shift is I spent the majority of my life trying to get more of everything, more happy, more healthy, more wealthy, more worthy. And I did not have the faith that I have today that there's a source, a source of faith justified only by the best option that I can think of, no matter what your religion is, philosophies, theories, or spirituality, there's a source of faith of an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing, unified, abundant, infinite system of thought that I belong to. Therefore, the shift in the paradigm is no longer do I want more. I already am. I am happy. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am worthy. I just have to figure out what I'm doing to interfere with it. So what happened in my life is I started to give meaning to the defining moments, setbacks, failures, and mistakes like the bankruptcy. I lost over $100 million 15 years ago, and I started to realize over time that that was not a punishment, that I was accountable. I was responsible. I attracted it. I perceived and participated in the perception to learn the lessons that I have today to allow me to make more money, help more people and have more fun by looking and saying, I am happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. What am I doing to interfere with it? Because I'm protected and promoted by something bigger than me that loves me more than my mom. Oh. Even uh, talking talking about indeed about the, the boundaries, um... A few weeks ago, you mentioned something in, a, in, in one of the chapters of work, Working Hours that resonated with me. You mentioned about crossing the chasm of who I, I, I am and who I want to show the world to be. Could you tell us a little more about it, please? Yeah. Um, in my show, Office Hours, I talked about a personal energy crisis. Uh, there's a huge void, a, a energy suck that interferes with our truth, our potential. And that void exists between like you said who i am and who i want others to think i am and we search for validation from other people we search for what we don't want we search for what's missing we search for what we don't have instead of realizing i am and what am i doing to interfere with it with these lies with this idea that I want people to think what I'm not. I'd rather people hate me for who I am than love me for who I'm not. And this shift in my perspective is a substantial change that has allowed me to aggregate more positivity around me, people, places, things, circumstances, to create exponentiality of outcomes where I get so much more productivity, accessibility, and gratitude in my life and acceleration and growth which is what this show is about. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, David. Indeed, uh, that resonated a lot. Thank you. And, you know, uh, in terms of that, uh, I have a couple of nephews that I'm trying always to tutor, and my company is based on giving new tools of growth and new insights of high performance to young entrepreneurs in South America. Talking about that, what kind of, what advice would you give a uh, driven a college student that is now entering into the real world. Uh, what kind of advice would you like to give to me, for example? Well, for anyone out there, especially people that are expanding into a new horizon, notice I didn't say 
they're transitioning from, they're expanding into a new horizon. The number one piece of advice that I would give a college student expanding into a new horizon is to ask for help, but not just ask for help. Find someone who sits in a situation that you want to be in and ask them for help. Take inventory of your skills, your knowledge and desires. Align it with careers, industries, jobs that you may seem that are synergistic, supplementary with the skills, knowledge and desires and find those people that sit in those situations that have those jobs, careers, industries that you're looking for, that you think are most symbiotic with who you are, your essence, which is developed by your skills, your knowledge and desire. So the number one piece of advice that I give for anyone who's expanding into brighter horizons, anyone, especially college students, is to take inventory and find someone who sits in the situation you want to be in and ask them for help. Asking for help, indeed, and, and these are the one of the biggest challenges that we have, um, certainly when we are young and later on as well as professional, how to reflect on what kind of questions do we do in life and have the fear of it. How, how, how would you uh, reflect on uh, losing that fear of asking questions, losing that fear of asking for help? What kind of exercises would you what? recommend? Well, I love the fact that you use the word exercises because when we think within the concept of practice, whenever we want to get better at anything, the way that the human construct works is through practice. Uh, and the reason that practice works is we have a sensory cortex of our cellular memory that requires us to practice in order to get the repetition of information to the subconscious, which then will impact or activate the genetic and energetic quantum being that we are, our essence. And so in order to practice ending fear, what we want to do is a practice identifying fear. And I've developed a four-step process in order to effectuate one, identifying fear, fear of the past, which usually is an aspect of guilt and resentment, or fear of the future that's created by anxiety or worry. And what we want to do is practice identifying when we are afraid. And instead of resisting that fear, instead of trying to go over it, under it, through it, around it, instead of trying to lie to it, manipulate and cheat it, like we spoke of earlier, what I want you to do is stop. Breathe through your nose and out through your mouth. I want you to remember the source of your faith. I want you to remind with the source of your faith. I want you to recollect with the source of your faith. And then I want you to roll in the trajectory of where you think you wanna be or better by giving meaning to that fear. And when I talk about giving meaning to that fear, I'm asking myself, what ego-based consciousness am I prescribing to protect myself emotionally with my energy to that fear? Do I have a need to be right, a need to be offended, a need to be separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful? And if I can identify that, I can now put myself back on track, back into a trajectory of where I think I want to be or better by giving meaning to that fear in that trajectory. And now I can ask myself, what do I want? Who can I help? Who can help me? How best can I be productive, accessible, and gracious 
allowing me to understand what's important to me, not what's important to you or what's missing, what I don't have or what we don't want, what's important to me so that I can prioritize my now, noting 100% of the things we do now get done. And if I prioritize my now, I'm now applying my why, identifying the fear, the interference between me and my potential, me and my truth. If anyone out there wants these five daily practices in order to effectuate clearing the interference, identifying the fear, just email me, david at dmeltzer.com. Put it in the notes. I will send my books, my guides, my exercises to you as well. david at dmeltzer.com. It is the best practice to ending fear. Wonderful. Thank you very much, sir. David, indeed, and I was even listening again today about the forgiving importance of how to apply that as well in growth. I even heard about that by learning how to forgive, sometimes actually high performance even goes higher. May I ask you, David, as well, uh, what kind of habits at the moment do you do you embody do you live uh i heard that the, the habits are the ones that actually reflect how successful and minimum meaningful life someone has may i ask you about those habits how how does your week looks like well i have non-negotiable so the first non-negotiable is a minimum of seven hours of deep recovery and access to find his sleep most people go to bed at night and wake up more tired than when they went to bed. That's like going to eat and finishing eating and saying, I'm hungry. No, there's something wrong. So the first non-negotiable, the first habit, the coach that I've kept for 17 years is a sleep coach. And utilizing a sleep coach in order to effectuate the productivity, accessibility, gratitude of recovery and access is my number one habit that makes me me. Then I have about three hours of other habits, uh, which includes, and I utilize, by the way, time, if you didn't notice, I use time as the dependent variable because two minutes a day is worth more than two hours on a Saturday. So I spend a minimum of an hour a day on my health, seven days a week. I spend a minimum amount of time with my family. I spend a minimum amount of time studying the activities I have planned studying the activities I don't have planned, studying my sleep, studying the activities I get paid for, studying the activities I don't get paid for. And so every single day, the habit machine in which I've created through the five daily practices, which I've offered to send to your entire community, by the way, emailing me, david at dmeltzer.com, beyond that machine, the non-negotiables are 10 hours of my 24 hours, seven hours for sleep, Minimum of time with my family, minimum of time on activities, paid, unpaid sleep, pay, uh, planned and unplanned, minimum of an hour a day on my health. Because I'm telling you, if you're uh, healthy, you get as many wishes a day as you want. If you're unhealthy, you only have one wish. And we need as many wishes as we want. Why? Because even with the non-negotiables, habit machines, the practices that I create every day, exponentially giving me outcomes, aggregating more of the positivity in my life and accelerating in the growth, it still allows me to have 14 hours, right? Seven hours of sleep, three hours of non-negotiable habits. That's 14 hours a day, consciously awake to do whatever I want, to make more money, help more people, have more fun. But so many people are so far in their own way, 
they don't even realize how much time they have. So utilize time as your dependent variable. Utilize the five daily practices, which I've offered to everyone, and have your non-negotiable habits to practice every day. Remember, two minutes a day is worth more than two hours on a Saturday. Use it that way. Excellent, excellent. Thank you. And, and indeed, in behalf of the community that we are here from entrepreneurs and business coaches here in Europe, uh, I will make sure to have all the information from David uh, available for all community to get these valuable resources. Uh, David, uh, one last question, because I know these two, two minutes, I, I'm wonderful to have these minutes with you. Uh, there is one, I did, you, you mentioned us this, this, uh, this, this kind of important messages that we place there. If you had a giant board, billboard in the moon, something that actually will be able to be seen by, by the whole world, what will be that message that you would like to convey? Be kind to your future self. Do good deeds. Thank you. David, it has been a wonderful pleasure. Thank you very much for allowing us to be having these moments with you. I wish thank you, you so best. much. And thank you, sir. And I wish I, I I hope to see you this week as well again in the playbook and many times as well. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. Yes, we will be in Europe. I will be in Europe. So come and visit me uh, at Web Summit in Portugal uh, in November in Malta at the Sigma event. I will be out there uh, in November in November the thirteenth uh, through the seventeenth. So anyone in Europe, come. I'll give you a ticket if you'd like. Email me as well to Web Summit. Come and visit me. I'd love to see all of our European friends. We'll do a meetup. We'll have an Ask Me Anything. Uh, so thank you so much, Juan Carlos. I look forward to seeing you in Portugal. Are, are you doing a dinner as well in, in Web Summit? Yes, we'll, we'll be doing a dinner. Everyone will be invited. So please email me, david at dmeltzer.com. Wow, wonderful. David, thank you very much. Have a wonderful thank day. You. Bye. Thank you. Bye.